Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast, or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast. This week I really wanted to keep things super laid back and really just do a nice good old-fashioned reset podcast episode. I actually really enjoy doing these and I feel like you all really enjoy listening to them because I definitely think they're some of my more listened to episodes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I just wanted to kind of go through how I'm resetting for fall. I know we have still a little bit until fall is officially here, but in my head, fall starts sort of when the pumpkin drinks and like the pumpkin things start rolling out at stores. So we're starting fall, even though it's literally 107 degrees in Houston. Um, it's, it's really bad. It hasn't rained in like two months. It rained for five minutes the other day. And that's literally like the only rain we've had in like two months. It's so bad. But anyways, I just wanted to kind of go through my current ins and outs and share with what's on my to be read list with you all, my CBR, if you will. And also just share some of the things I've recently read, um, and then go through just some habits that I'm really trying to keep going or start implementing in the fall and I just thought this would be good just because I love doing my bucket list episodes and everything as well but I think doing these reset episodes is really helpful at the change of seasons or as seasons start to change and I definitely wanted to get this out before fall officially got here because I feel like there's this transition period from now until fall actually gets here where we're like preparing ourselves for all of the new things in the fall and starting the habits that we're wanting to have in the fall and that kind of thing so I think it's good to have the episode come a little bit before the actual start of fall so that you know there's some um, transition time for us to sort of take care of what we need to take care of and everything as we transition into a new season but before we get started with the episode I'm going to start with this week's quote and it comes from a tumblr post and I definitely feel like I've shared it before or I've shared something very similar to it before So if I have, forgive me, but honestly, I just love it so much. So if I've done it, then this is just a true testament to how much I love this quote because um, I'm including it again if I have used it already. But it says, if we could all stop pretending we are whole and instead embrace our constant becoming, perhaps we could begin to love the process of growth and change rather than anxiously awaiting the final form. And I love this so much because I definitely notice, especially when I think about my career as in from like a bird's eye view and I'm not looking at my career as the job I'm doing right now and the job I'm doing next I tend to think of my career and I'll look at it for as from more of a holistic standpoint right and I feel like I'm always just looking for and chasing after this final form of having really strong financial stability having a job that I really love and doing what I love and just feeling very secure and I don't know just sort of checking all my boxes career-wise with where I want to be and I feel like I'm chasing that so hard but I really need to you know stop anxiously awaiting that final form of my career because that's not what life's all about you know my life isn't about achieving this abstract career milestone because I couldn't even tell you what it looks like I couldn't tell you 
what the position is so it's not even that I'm like chasing after anything specific it's just I feel so I, I definitely feel as though I'm anxiously awaiting that day and as I anxiously await that day I am totally missing out on all of the wonderful things that you know I could be experiencing now and I feel like it holds me back from you know maybe trying new things in my career or allowing myself to just try out different things and you know maybe not stick to accounting forever or something like that I definitely just feel like I would be more open and more comfortable with the change that comes with those changes if I embraced the constant becoming and loving that process of growth and change and loving the process of figuring out what's right for me what's wrong for me instead of just anxiously awaiting the day that you know that aha I have hit my career peak and I'm thriving moment because I could chase that forever and it may not ever even come and chances are it's not going to be this one defining moment it's going to be you know accumulation of everything that led up to that moment that really makes it so special so I just really like that quote and that's just really a example career wise but honestly it's applicable across the board in just about every aspect of life so I really liked that quote this week my goal is to just start journaling again I keep going through phases with journaling and I don't I feel like I used to beat myself up about it. I'd be like, wow, you did so good for a month and then you fell off what happened. But I'm trying to just give myself grace and just accept that it's probably not something that I'm ever going to be in a solid and steady routine with because I definitely think that I just, it's one of those things that I find myself craving and needing in lower seasons of life. And then when I'm in higher seasons of life, I don't really feel the need to as often. And I kind of wish I did even in like the better seasons of life, because I think that it's just as important to journal uh, in those moments where you are like, feel like you're thriving and you're loving life so that you can really express a lot of gratitude for it and everything. But I would like to be better about, you know, doing it more often in general, but I especially want to pick it up more now just because I think I need it and I have just had so many instances of bottling things up in the last couple of weeks where I have just been stuffing and stuffing and stuffing feelings and emotions down and just have absolutely lost my mind and exploded and it's just not good for me and you know all week I was like holding back tears and just trying not to cry because I was like I just need to make it through the week I don't have time to be emotional right now um, and I just kept telling myself, you know, make it to the weekend. It's going to be okay. And I kept telling myself that and I kept, you know, just telling myself to push through. But each time I did that, I was, you know, trying, I've mentioned this before. My therapist told me about it. It's like trying to shove a blown up beach ball underwater and like keep it underwater for forever. And I was truly just doing that all week with my emotions. And then today, this weekend, I'm literally in the middle of eating a smoothie bowl with my fiance in my car um because we picked up some smoothie bowls and coffee this morning and we were eating them in the car because it's just so hot outside and there was only outdoor seating and we went to the car and I just like literally he asked me the simplest question about the wedding simplest question totally valid question it was literally just like asking something about and it was a genuine like oh are we gonna do this or I don't know what it was it was something along the lines of that just a genuine out of curiosity question I just started bawling my eyes out and he was like what are you good like what just happened or like tell me what's wrong what's going on and I was like I feel like I've been so on edge with wedding stuff all week and just because there were there's just been so many times where you know I'm getting asked about things or I am trying to solidify things but I like feel like I can't make a decision because I just am indecisive and I don't know and having 
things like constantly, I don't know, just being reminded of how much I have to do all the time and trying to prioritize the right things is also stressful because, you know, you try to, you, you have all the things you need to do, but you try and prioritize accordingly based on, you know, what's most pressing in terms of getting things done for your wedding and paid for and everything. And it's so hard because when you're prioritizing one thing, it feels like you're neglecting another and then it just gets, really stresses you out. So then when people start asking you about the thing that's like on your currently not prioritizing list, like it's on your list of things to do, but it's not, you know, you, you just haven't really gotten to it yet because you're just, you haven't prioritized it. It just, it's people wanting, you know, to, they're just genuinely curious and just asking questions. But people like me that just bottle things up and like, I, nobody's even attacking me or anything or telling me to do anything. I'm just internalizing it all basically and I shouldn't be and it just every day this week I just started getting more and more stressed out about wedding stuff because I was just realizing more and more things that need to be done and it was getting really stressed and especially on top of work and everything and I just lost my mind this morning and I was like I'm sorry I just feel like I have been holding that cry in all week and I just had to let it out and it was funny because I cried and then we were driving on Katie Freeway in Houston just driving on I-10 and um I just started crying again, like, while we were driving, so I was thinking about it, and then I was like, I don't think I, he was like, are you, we were about to go through a car wash, and my fiance was like, are you, but are you gonna cry in the car wash, they're gonna wonder what's wrong, <laughs> and I was like, no, I probably am, but, um, I was like, I just feel like I didn't get everything out, and I really need to get everything out, or I'm gonna have another explosion, so I just really had to let myself cry, but anyways, um, my goal this week is to really just journal so that I can, you know, get those feelings on paper so that I'm not feeling so on edge, because I feel like I've been, I feel like honestly, I hate saying this, but it's true. I genuinely feel like since I graduated college, I've been in a constant state of fight or flight, constant. And it's been so much worse lately. I think just with always having something to be doing, I am never, I never feel like I'm able to rest because my brain, if I thought my brain was loud before, honey, I had no idea what was coming when I added planning a wedding on top of everything like it is so crazy just the amount of chaos that my brain constantly feels and I can't really sit and do anything except reading is the only thing as my saving grace because reading is the only thing I can do where I truly feel like my mind is not scattered in a million places and like I'm constantly running over to do's in my head and everything and I just hate that I I, I don't even want to like sit down and watch tv or movies anymore because I feel so much pressure and guilt to just be doing something else because there's so much that can be done at any given moment basically um so I really just want to get back in the journal because I think it'll help me be a lot more mentally still and really just manage my emotions better so um that's my goal for this week and I it's part of my whole reset that I'm going to be talking about so definitely going to be prioritizing that for sure and my gratitude this week, I am thankful for my ability to find joy in the little things. And what I mean by this is there are so many things that are just so small and routine that really just like don't, they're just very nominal. They don't mean a lot. And I really allow myself to just relish in certain really small moments, like the feeling after closing the kitchen up at night after you've you know cook dinner and cleaned up and everything just that feeling of like everything you know 
the dishwasher running, turning the lights down and lighting a candle, or going to get a pumpkin cream cold brew. Um, I don't really get a pumpkin cream cold brew. I get a different drink with pumpkin cream cold foam, but going to get my pumpkin drink from Starbucks and starting my day that way, or just how happy my dog looks when she gets to like see other dogs in the neighborhood and like just really relishing in those moments that, you know, just provide like little small bursts of joy, but like you could easily overlook them if you wanted to. And I've noticed this week that I've just, I, I was really trying to be more, I was being more intentional, trying to be more intentional and being more intentional about just really noticing those smaller things. And I did notice that, you know, despite all that chaos I felt in my head and how stressed I felt and on edge I felt, I did really find myself at the end of the day just feeling overall better about my days and not, you know, sort of just sitting and thinking, oh my gosh, today sucked. Like I was, even though I had some really rough days this week, I, at the end of each day, I still just, I felt just a little bit more of a, overall feeling of joy when I was reflecting on the day instead of you know just like oh my gosh like this sucks today sucked but I really think that what helped most with that one I think I I really prioritized reading before bed this week and I think that helped a lot but I also just think that taking the time to really appreciate those small things just really made a world of a difference for me in my overall mood because I think my mood would have been so much worse this week had I not taken the time to appreciate those small things so without further ado let's go ahead and get into the September reset routine and I wanted to start with my ins and outs for summer going into fall Um, so the very first thing I'm going to start out with my ins is decorating for fall early And I haven't decorated for fall yet, but I think as of right now, this is going to sound so crazy, but I think I'm going to start next weekend. And I say that just because I, because of having Labor Day off, which I'm putting out and I'm speaking it into existence that I will not have to work on Labor Day. And we're actually supposed to be off Friday and Monday. And I'm putting it out there that I won't have to work either of those days. Um, But with that being said, even if I do have to work a little bit, it's kind of like all my own time, but I'm not going to have to, I'm going to speak it out there. Um, but anyways, I just really want to take the time next weekend to do it because of having that time off. And I know that I'm not going to have any time to after next weekend, basically, because the weekend after that, we will be going out of town for a wedding. And then the weekend after that, um, I will be at home, but I'll be preparing for my bachelorette trip. And then the weekend after that, I'll be on my bachelorette trip. And then it's basically October and I want to decorate early. And I think it's especially fun to decorate early if you decorate for Halloween specifically. I don't really decorate for Halloween. I decorate for fall and it's really subtle stuff. Like it's honestly nothing crazy at all. And um, I think if you decorate for Halloween and then you turn it into like a fall situation, the Halloween stuff you know, the earlier you get out, the better, because the longer you can, you know, spend time with it, I guess. And I definitely also think and and going off of that is thrifting your decor if you can. It's really hard because I think fall decor is a little bit more difficult to thrift. I think a lot more people get rid of like Christmas stuff and that stuff is a lot easier to thrift. So fall decor may be a little bit more difficult, but you know, never underestimate the Target dollar section and like home goods and stuff. Um, I feel like I've got a good amount of stuff and I don't really feel the need to buy anything new. Um, the only thing I would buy new would be like candles or something, but even then I just don't think I need it. But, um, I am excited to decorate because I just feel like our home feels a lot more cozy when it's decorated for some sort of holiday. 
I remember last Christmas decorating and thinking, I wish I could leave all this up year round because it just took the coziness level of our home to like this whole other level. And I was truly like, I don't think I can mimic this level of coziness without any seasonal decor you know what I mean like it's almost like necessary to be there in order to feel that level of coziness so I really want to decorate early just to like relish in the fall season and even though it's still going to be so hot I just genuinely don't care like I just want to celebrate it and the next thing is to or not to we're not doing a to-do list right now the next in is listening to music that doesn't stress me out and reading books that don't stress me out and I'm actually going to talk about this in a future episode with like a different topic so I'll just touch lightly on it here and what I mean by this is I feel like I used to pretty much only listen mainly in college I, I listened to like rap and country pretty much exclusively and it depended on the season and then I say rap but really it's kind of like the overarching umbrella of rap and R&B basically and don't get me wrong I still love my rap music I definitely do not search it out as much as I used to I I am not very updated with any like new artists any of the artists that I've been listening to for like my whole life if they come out with new stuff I'll listen to it but outside of that I don't listen to like new stuff pretty much ever and I would listen to it even if it was just like not the time to be listening to it and I found myself like just feeling a lot more I don't know calm and at peace when I've just like stopped listening to it as much and like don't get me wrong time and place for it if I'm you know getting ready to go out I want to listen to it if I'm you know driving at night sometimes I want to listen to it or if I'm like driving to go somewhere fun or if it's you know before a football game or hosting a house party whatever it is then like yes there's a time and place for it but overall like I just used to listen to it so much like no matter what time of day it was basically and I listened to a lot more like alternative now and indie music and that has just really been I feel like keeping my heart rate much more chill and just like putting me less on edge and then books that don't stress me out I feel so much pressure to like read a lot of these thrillers that are like all over Instagram and TikTok and don't get me wrong I'm sure that there are such easy reads and like such easy page turners because you know they're a thriller but I am an anxious freaking person. The last thing I need to do is be adding more anxiety into my life by reading something that like stresses me out like that. So I just, I don't, I I keep feeling pressure to pick those books up and read them, especially with fall because I keep at my TikTok, a lot of my TikTok is like book talk stuff. And I keep seeing all these, you know, like books to read in the fall things and it's a lot of thrillers. And I feel so much pressure to like read them because like everybody's talking about them. And I'm like, you know what? You don't have to read it. If you get in the mood to read it, go for it. But, you know, don't read it just because you feel like you have to. And it's something that truly just thriller movies have always been like the realistic thriller movies, like The Call and like House of the End of the Street. Scary movies like that have always been way scarier for me than the actual true scary movies like um I can't even think of a scary movie right now oh my gosh like the conjuring and stuff like that that has like a lot more twisted demonic kind of like stuff I don't care for any of that and I'm genuinely more scared as in like it makes me more fearful of life and everything for 
movies like The Call and House of the End of the Street. So I just, and same, same goes with watching TV shows and movies. I'm not going to watch something that like makes me anxious. So that's an end for me. And the next thing is savoring the season shamelessly. And what I mean by this is I know so many people who will be like, well, why are you like already celebrating fall? Like, why are you already doing this? You know, it's so early. No, you savor the season as short or as long as you want to. Totally up to you. And don't give anybody else crap for it. Um, I just truly love to soak it up as much as I can because, you know, I love summer. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love summer. But once all my beach trips are pretty much done, I'm like mentally like, all right, we're, we're done. We're in fall now. And it gets to the point where it's so hot, where it's just not even enjoyable to be outdoors, even if you have a pool or the beach. And that's the point that we've been out for been at for about a month and I'm over it. Um, it was fun for like a week and I was like, wow, it's so hot. Like it is a lot, but you know, I can still go to the pool or whatever. I'll get used to it. No, um, it's been too long of it being a hundred degrees plus and I'm, I'm just over it. So I am ready for fall and that's just my personal opinion and you can have yours. And the next in is wine bars and cocktail bars. Um, I recently went to a wine bar and it was just fun. I love like little intimate settings for drinking like just having a drink or two trying cool different cocktails not drinking to get drunk like truly just drinking to have a good tasting drink and get a little buzz and then go home and go to sleep like love it I'm so here for it I just going out's just not my scene um I will do it from time to time because I do think that it's good for the social aspect of it for me but I'm totally good with wine bars and cocktail bars um, most of the time. And the next in is reading in the morning. And it's so funny because I posted on my personal Instagram story. When I say my personal, I just mean like my my Instagram. That's not the podcast Instagram. It's not like it's a private Instagram or anything. But I posted on my Instagram story a while ago, like a couple months ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, I love reading in the mornings, but I have to read nonfiction because if I read whatever novel I'm reading, like fiction novel, I will have a really hard time getting up and starting my day because I'm going to be so immersed in the world of the book. And while that is true, still, I, the the past few weeks I've been reading for like anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes in the mornings, just depending on how much time I have before I work, but I've been reading like my actual books, my novels and everything. And I've just been reading so many more books and getting through so many more, which is great because I feel like my TBR is so long right now. And I have so many books I'm so excited and like really want to read. So I've been loving being able to just fly through stuff. And it's just funny because I said that about, you know, a couple months ago. And then here I am like just totally not doing that anymore. And all my nonfiction books are just getting all dusty. Um, But honestly, time and place for nonfiction books, I feel like, I really like nonfiction at the beginning of the year when it's, you know, you're going through your new year reset and you're trying to, you know, just really be on top of your game in terms of like self-improvement and self-development. But once I hit summer, I'm kind of like out of that. Not, not that I'm like not trying to, you know, I'm putting all my goals aside or anything because that's not the case. It's more so I'm just trying to be more present and just like enjoy the year and everything and enjoy my time, especially. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the summer and then um, in the holiday season as well, I just really like to read like fantasy. So it's just... I don't know. I've just really been enjoying reading in the morning, so it's an M for me. And the next thing is unplugged time. And what I mean by this is just like not scrolling on my phone and really just being unplugged from social media because uh, I don't know what is in the social media air lately, but I've just been getting, I guess it's, it's definitely my own problem. I say this all the time. It's nobody else's fault but my own, but I've just been getting so much more bothered by like consumerism and just and don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for some influencers who, you know, share certain things because I'll, you know, find like a dress for a wedding that I need to go to through them that I probably wouldn't have otherwise found um, or taken the time to look for, I guess is a better way to put it. So I'm thankful in situations like that. But I just, I don't know. It's the consumerism and then it's also just like this, I feel like everybody or everything is about just trying to you know, gain, blow up and gain a following. And I just get so sick of consuming content that's so motivated by that. And I don't know. It just, everything feels a lot less genuine nowadays. And I'm really trying to just cling to the few people I follow who I just really, you know, enjoy their content. And I just feel like it, it's still genuine. It doesn't feel like I'm, you know, being sold something all the time. It doesn't, I'm not like comparing my life to theirs or whatever. And I don't know. I've just been needing to unplug more often than usual lately. And I've just, when I've been unplugging, I've honestly just been working on wedding related stuff or I've been reading. Um, and it's just, it's just been hard. I think that, you know, dealing with social media, um, when you're going through hard things yourself, you're just a lot more vulnerable when you're going through hard things yourself and, and getting on social media in a vulnerable state is just setting yourself up for, comparison and disappointment and I've just been trying to unplug more and just really like not scroll as much or if I'm getting on social media it's because I'm looking for something specific like I want to find a recipe or I want to try and find like a dress to wear to a wedding or something like and if I can search those things and like get on social media find it and then get off then you know it's served its purpose but I'm no longer just like getting on to just scroll when I'm bored basically or I'm trying not to and then the next thing the next end is pumpkin coffees holy cow i have never really thought of myself as like this huge psl girl because i wasn't ever crazy about the psls before the pumpkin cream cold brew came out really i'm a pumpkin cream cold foam girl um that is it's the cold foam and i also just really love you know pumpkin flavored syrup i guess and coffees which i got guess does make me like a psl but i never really ordered them before i guess i should say but there is a coffee shop here in houston called buzz and bites it's really like in spring branch area and it is so freaking good i have to get my coffees there half sweet because i i I don't know how much they put in theirs but it's like crazy if you get a regular sweetness it just tastes so much sweeter than usual coffee and I'm going to go get one tomorrow. I got one last weekend and I'm going to go get one tomorrow, I think. And they have, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called a buzzing pumpkin, but it's like pumpkin syrup and one other flavor, maybe like brown sugar or something. I don't know. It's not brown sugar. I don't know what exactly what it is, but I get it half sweet with oat milk and it's so good. And I love going there because they have like big coffees, um, like venti size, basically, I guess you could say. 
and I, from Starbucks, I've been getting the, um, pumpkin cream cold brew. I made a TikTok on it and it's so funny. My coffee order TikToks without fail always like perform the best. Um, but I get a, I shake an espresso with blonde espresso, which is key. It has more caffeine. It's like more smooth, just tastes better in my opinion no classic syrup get the milk of your choice i just get two percent milk because if i'm getting cold foam there's dairy in it there's no point in paying for their oat milk and i don't really like the oatly oat milk anyways um so i get two percent milk and then i get two pumps no yeah two pumps of sugar-free vanilla but the other day i did one pump and i actually think i like it more with one pump of sugar-free vanilla because it just tastes a little less artificial and this is like for a grande size and then um, no classic, I think I already said that, and then topped with the pumpkin cream cold foam and the pumpkin spice topping. Oh my gosh, so good. It's basically a pumpkin cream cold brew, but with blonde shake and espresso instead of cold brew. I just can't do Starbucks cold brew. It messes my stomach up. It doesn't even taste good. I genuinely do not like it unless I have like a two to one ratio of foam to the cold brew that's in my mouth. Like I, I just do not like the taste of it. Um, it's not good. Even with even when you get milk in it and it's not just like the straight cold brew and even with flavors i just cannot do their cold brew and the next n is rot nights i love a good rot night um and what i mean by this is just having like one night a week where i just let myself rot which you know typically i would say that means like sitting on my phone for like hours and just like shamelessly scrolling social media and tiktok and sometimes i am on tiktok for like an hour sure i know i said a second ago that one of my ends was you know having more unplugged time but that doesn't mean i don't have any time (laughs) that i'm you know rotting on my phone but my rot nights are i'm usually just like I am ready for bed and I'm in bed by like eight o'clock and ideally sometimes it doesn't happen because of work or you know something comes up but I'm in bed as early as I can be and I am just like reading and I'm just you know like I'm gonna put my phone on do not disturb I'm like I'm reading my book or I'm gonna scroll on TikTok for an hour and I just do it shamelessly and the whole point is to just like do indulge in whatever that hobby is or whatever you want to do to pass your time shamelessly and don't worry about anything else. And I usually, I feel like I have Friday nights be this way usually, but I actually typically record my podcast on Friday nights, so it's technically not a rot night, but I'd say like after the podcast is done, then I'm rotting. And typically I'll have like some kind of like little dessert and I'll um, just sort of, I don't know, just relax it's just a funny fancy way of saying having like a relaxing night where you're just like you know i'm not doing anything and i also like to call my rot nights they're typically the nights that i don't cook dinner either like i'm like fully withdrawing from my responsibilities for the most part basically and i just like doing that it could be like binge watching a tv show or a movie or something shamelessly too and the next in is a lighter makeup and wearing like cream products for everything I've just really been into this, I think, because it's been so hot, but I've been loving the YSL um, new skin tint. It's just been, like, my favorite lately and my go-to. Like, I haven't even really been wearing foundation that much this summer and really just using a lot of cream products because I have, like, a really solid 20-minute 
get ready process right now with cream products and it's just been my go-to the next in is swimming um my neighborhood we have a pool thankfully with how hot it is and i've just lo- been loving going on like saturday or sunday i want to go tomorrow i'm recording this on a saturday night and i really want to go to the pool tomorrow but the high is literally 107 tomorrow and i think that's the hottest day of the year so far for us so may not be the best day to go unless i go earlier in the day which i might could do but I've just been loving going to the pool and swimming and our pool goes to like nine feet. So I will like dive in the pool and I just feel like a kid again. And I don't know. I just love it. Um, swimming's just, it's refreshing most of the time. Sometimes the water is like literally not even refreshing because it's so hot. Um, but I don't know. I've just really been enjoying swimming and it's actually something that I've truly done almost every weekend since probably like June. I feel like I've gone even maybe even May I've gone to the pool if I've been in town pretty much once a week and it's just been so nice and then the next in is seasonal reading and I am if you haven't tried this try it but at the same time maybe don't try it because I love reading based on the seasons but it makes it to where I'm very restrictive with what I read when for example I finished Throne of Glass in like March I think and I loved it. I started reading it in February and I truly feel like fantasy just belongs in the winter. So like during the holidays at the end of the year and then the beginning of the next new year. And I truly just feel like that's fantasy's time to shine. And maybe even, you know, a little in the fall too. Summer, I am reading, you know, all the smut. I'm reading romance and I'm just re- reading those books that are just really light and easy to read. And they're just page turners basically. And the good thing is that it just totally fits the vibe of the current like season of life and just season in general but the bad thing is i have been like itching to finish throne of glass and pick it back up because i want to finish the series so badly because i've only read the first book but i'm like oh it's not really winter yet or oh it's not really fall yet so like i just gotta keep i'm, I'm gonna keep doing a few more romance novels and I almost decided the other day I was like okay I think I've like kind of hit my peak with like romance novels for the summer like I feel like I've read a good amount let me just maybe consider jumping in the fantasy and I was like maybe I won't jump in the throne of glass yet but maybe I'll just read a different fantasy book nope I'm going to not do that um I'm gonna keep hammering out a few romance novels and I think I'll finally officially restart throne of glass after my bachelorette trip because my bachelorette trip is at a beach so I just kind of am using that as my final cutoff and then I'm going full on fall mode I feel like now until my bachelorette trip we are fall transition which means we are preparing ourselves for fall we're getting our goals for the fall and our habits for the fall already and really just you know preparing ourselves for that season decorating for the season but right after my bachelorette trip it is we are fully in we are all in and i don't know so maybe try seasonal reading out maybe don't um because if you're anything like me and you are like kind of a control freak and you kind of have like little rules you live by and, and don't let yourself stray from them often yeah um you'll be like me where you really want to read something and you're not letting yourself do it just because of the season which is ridiculous but it's whatever the next in is early starts to the day i've just been really loving my morning routine lately um i'm just in such a habit now with it that any day i don't do it i feel like utter garbage and i need to be better about actually getting up um on the one day a week during the actual week that i don't work out 
because I pretty much work out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Those are like my workout days. Wednesday and Saturday are my rest days. I don't go to uh, F45 on Wednesdays because it's like a pure cardio day. It's I think Wednesdays and Saturdays are actually the only purely cardio days at F45, and the rest of the days are either strength or like hybrid days. So I just don't go because I just don't love full-on cardio. I love the hybrid days where it's a little bit of both, but full-on cardio, I just don't care for it. And um, I also just need to give my body a break. You know what I mean? So I don't go on Wednesdays, but it's so bad because I'll let myself sleep in a little bit on Wednesdays, but it throws off my entire day and I feel so fatigued and just off all day because I'm so used to like getting up, going to work out and then having my day. And I feel like I need to like start going on like long walks in the morning or something on Wednesdays. So still, you know, moving my body, maybe not necessarily going to a workout class, but I need to like get up at the same time because waking up at a completely different time and like just going from being so used to moving my body when I wake up and then going about my day to having the middle of the week where I don't do that and have a completely different routine it's been really weird and hard and I don't like it. So I think I'm going to like try this week to start, um, walking in the mornings, like before it gets too hot, like right around sunrise maybe. Um, and just make that work. Cause I get up at like 5:55 every day and work out at 6:30. So, and the sun's usually like rising right around 6:30. or no, that's not true. It hasn't risen yet at 6:30, but it's, it's, probably like 6.45, almost 7. So I could definitely get up and do that. And the next section I want to go through is my outs. Don't have as many outs as I have ins, which is good. It means I'm, you know, focusing on the good more than the bad, or at least that's how I like to think of it. So the first out is taking work too seriously. I'm no longer doing that crap. Like, y'all, I, when I look back at myself, from like a year ago and even the beginning of this year I'm like somebody needed to like slap my face and just like bring me to reality I took my job way too seriously like at the end of the day I'm just a little you know aunt at my company and they don't care you know like I'm replaceable and I don't say that meaning that like I am not doing my work and that I'm not doing anything because no I'm still working very hard and I'm you know, doing my best when I do my job and do my work and everything, but I'm just not taking it too seriously anymore. Like I just used to freak out over the smallest things or I'd let like the really tiniest things get to me and bother me. And now I'm just like, you know what, if something does bother me, I let it bother me, but then I'm like, you know, it's not that deep. It's your freaking job. Like get over it. And I'm just so, I got, I got to a point where I was just like, I cannot keep caring about this the way I do like I truly think it's a superpower to be able to not care about your job and that's honestly how I want to be I want to be somebody that just doesn't care about their job at all but I just don't think I'll ever be that way because of my personality like the way I am I need to feel fulfilled by and just care about what I'm working on and even though I didn't care at all about accounting going into my job I just like forced myself to pretend I cared about it and I took it way too seriously and now I'm at the point where it's like I want to enjoy what I'm doing and like I want to feel fulfilled by it and I want to care about it but I'm just like I'm done taking this as seriously as I was like there nothing good comes out of it you don't get any extra money you don't get any extra anything for you know you maybe you do get a little extra money for working harder than people like in your bonus or something but it's not enough to make it worth it and I just I'm so I just can't keep taking it as seriously as I was because I think that I 
inadvertently just sort of made my job my entire identity but it's hard not to do that when you're spending 40 plus hours a week on it and it consumes your life and like you're pretty much expected like the unspoken rule kind of is during busy season you're expected to really just be on call all the time basically and it makes so much of life really hard and I'm just like you know what I need to just stop taking this so seriously stop letting the little things get to me and just stop caring so much and I think that it's actually helped a lot um through this you know busier season and the next out is feeling bad for staying in I had had so many moments this summer where we no that's a lie we didn't have so many moments but there have been moments where like my fiance is like oh like my friends are going out do you want to go out and we'll like kind of plan for it but then Friday night we'll come home and we're just like no we're definitely staying in like there we have no energy to do any of this and we'll like force ourselves to every now and then but he would feel bad for like saying no more than like once or like saying no like twice in a row and I was like look you can go if you want to but you know like I don't have any energy on Friday nights like I really Friday nights are like my designated rot nights honestly like I don't like to cook on Friday nights I don't usually like clean anything Friday nights the most I do is like sometimes I'll go to Trader Joe's and sometimes I'll record the podcast and that's like it but other than that I don't want to do anything um it's just like my night to rot and I am just so over feeling bad for staying in and you know I do want to get outside of my comfort zone and meet new people and everything and I know if you watched my recent YouTube video talking about just like making friends in your 20s I talked a lot about this but I just I'm not I'm over feeling bad for staying in but at the same time I'm not gonna like become this hermit who never makes themselves uncomfortable and like tries to meet new people or you know never goes out and sees anybody because that's not the case I'm just I'm not saying that I'm you know done going out and I'm never going out again and I'm not gonna hang out with friends anymore that's not what I'm saying I'm just not going to feel bad for the days that I do choose to stay in and the next out is buying into fall trends because holy cow I feel like Starbucks came out with their pumpkin menu and it's just like every time I open an app I'm like trying to be sold something for fall and I'm like ah. I get it. This is exciting. And, you know, I'm probably going to be guilty of it many times this fall. But I just, I'm really trying to use every ounce of my willpower not to, like, buy into any trends. I really want to get a new pair of tennis shoes. And that's it. I think that's, like, the only thing I'm going to let myself, not that I don't want to say that's the only thing I'm going to let myself buy. But in terms of, like, just getting something, I, trend-wise, I just don't think anything's worth it buying like brand new at least like definitely worth thrifting because fall and winter are the best seasons to thrift for and I feel like fall and winter cycles like cycle through fashion a lot more quickly than summer uh, trends do and you see like things repeating a lot more quickly in fashion in the fall and winter at least that's my observation and I think some things sort of stay season over season a lot better for fall and winter than they do for summer so I think that that's why thrifting is a lot easier for fall and winter so I am not buying in the fall trends because I just feel like I'm seeing so much and I'm like you know I'm probably gonna get that and then wear it once because I don't really do that much outside of my house or I will get it and then I'm not gonna like it next year so I'm gonna try and like just stick to what I know I like if I'm gonna be buying something instead of buying into what's trendy and out is another out is finishing books I don't like and this is only or forcing myself to finish books I don't like sorry I 
am usually pretty bad about this. If I don't like a book, I will push through it because I'm just like a perfectionist. And that includes finishing a book. Like I can't just read half of a book and give up. And I, I actually do that more often with nonfiction books than anything. But it's just because, you know, you're not really dealing with, you know, a true storyline in those books. So it's a lot easier to just never pick it back up. But there was one book this summer and I think it was called A Perfect Vintage. And I think if I would have read it at a different time this summer, I probably would have liked it. But I was so excited to read, I think, Happy Place, I want to say. Like, I knew it was about to come out and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I was just not focused on the book I was reading, which was A Perfect Vintage. And I was, like, trying to push myself through it and read it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not into this book at all right now. And I'm not going to read it. So I decided not to. And I was like, wait, that felt so good to just, like tell myself, you know what, you don't have to finish this and not doing it. Um, cause normally I'm like, no, push through, give it a chance. And sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not, but, um, yeah, I'm forcing myself to finish books. I didn't like, we are no longer doing that. And the last out is ignoring my environment and then letting it trigger breakdowns. And what I mean by this is I'll elaborate on this a little bit more later in the episode, but I am no longer going to just like, I'm really trying super hard to, not let things get super cluttered and just a disorganized mess basically in our home and like in my car and everything and then having breakdowns when I finally decide that I've had enough of it and everything needs to be taken care of immediately because that's how it goes you know like I'll we'll clean everything and everything will be great and then things will gradually get messy and then they'll be messy for like you know three days, four days, five days, and we'll just, you know, not be putting our shoes up or leaving purses out or whatever. And it doesn't bother me or it does a little bit. And I tell myself, you know, like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You can leave it there for now. You'll pick it up later. And I just kind of ignore it. But then one day I wake up and I walk downstairs and I see that like our kitchen island's like a mess and I just lose my mind and I'm like, all of this needs to go now. And it's not like I'm like having an actual outburst, but I do get very bothered by it and I like immediately need to take care of it basically. So that is an out for me. I am so sick of doing that because it's just like sort of, I feel like I'm bullying myself in a way emotionally because it's like, I know that it's something that bothers me, but I keep beating myself up with it by not doing anything about it and keep repeating the same cycle of letting things get messy letting them sit that way and then waiting until I get to a breaking point um to do something about it so I'm done with that so next going over my TBR list and I'm really only going to share a few things because my list is actually really long my want to read list my to be read list on goodreads but I'm only going to share the ones that sort of coincide with fall. So the first one is Divine Rivals, and this book is a fantasy book, and let me read what it's about to you all so that you can get an idea, but I've heard really good things about it, and it's been on my TBR for a while, I want to say, like maybe a couple months, and it's by Rebecca Ross, and it's about two young rival journalists who find love through a magical connection, and they have to face the depths of hell in a war among gods to seal their fate forever and after centuries of sleep the gods are warring again but one of the main characters wants to hold their family together um family problems and they 
She writes letters to her brother and slips them beneath her wardrobe door where they vanish into the hands of a rival at the paper. And he anonymously is writing her back and the two of them forge a connection that will follow her all the way to the front lines of battle. And basically just sounds really good. And it's rated really good on Goodreads. It has 4.31 stars, which is like really high for Goodreads. So I want to read that one. And I also want to read... Um, think it's a secret no it's the secret history by donna tart i've heard really good things about this one this is not a new book um this one is also has good reviews 4.18 stars and the book description for this one says it's really short so i can read all of it under the influence of their charismatic classics professor a group of clever eccentric misfits at an elite new england college discover a way of thinking and living that is a world away from the humdrum experience existence of their contemporaries. Sorry, I'm like making words up that are not in front of me right now. But when they go beyond the boundaries of normal morality, they slip gradually from obsession to corruption and betrayal. And at last, inexorably into even evil. Sorry, I was like reading faster than my eyes were moving. And I just like was not able to get some words out there. But that one sounds really good. And I've had some friends tell me that one's good. And then I want to finish Throne of Glass. I don't know what order I'm going to read it in, though, because there's, like, different orders you can read it, and I've already read the... I've read Throne of Glass, um, and I don't know if I'm going to read Assassin's Blade second or third, and I think the most common thing is probably to read it first or second, but I've also seen some people say to read it third, so I don't know what I'm going to do there, but I do want to finish that series really bad this fall and winter, but it's going to be so hard with wedding planning, because that whole series is like such a commitment but I think with work being slower my job's going to be a lot more of a true like nine to five when um my deadlines are over and when that's the case I'll be able to you know read more of it which will be nice and then the next um thing which I think is actually what I'm going to read next um just because it's a romance but I feel like because of the setting with it being like a cowboy romance which I read done and dusted and oh my gosh y'all if you haven't read done and dusted which i haven't seen it talked about a lot at all like i actually had never seen anybody talk about it like i feel pretty proud of myself for discovering this on my own and hopefully influencing other people to read it but i just stumbled across it on goodreads um it was like you know when you click on a book on goodreads and then you scroll down and then it shows you know others liked or others like this basically that's how i found it because i saw the cover and i was like that cover is 10 out of 10 I absolutely love the cover of it and it was like one of my favorite books I've ever read and it wasn't even like super profound by any means like with the content of it or anything it was just so such a delicious book the smut was really good it was really spicy definitely one of the spiciest books I've read if not the spiciest and I just the tropes in it I think is what really got me like some people may not care for it as much because they don't care for the tropes but I love enemies to lovers so much and that's kind of like what the book was and found family oh my gosh I love found family too as a trope so I don't know there were lots of um good things about that book but once I read done and dusted I had a couple people dm me on instagram when I posted about it and they were like oh you should read Elsie Silver's um books or series and I was like okay I'll look into that and I forgot to look into it so I ended up reading um what did I read after done and dusted I literally just finished it um before we were strangers is that what it's called before we why can I not remember I literally finished it two days ago yeah before we were strangers that book was really good it was an emotional freaking train wreck um but I really liked it and 
yeah, I'm what I'm gonna read next. So it's a Chestnut Spring Silver, uh, Chestnut Spring series by Elsie Silver, and it's also like cowboy ranch type of romance. And I I don't know why I love that setting so much. So that is what I'm gonna be picking up next. And now I wanted to get into the few ways with how I'm resetting for fall. And really nothing crazy, but just sh sharing the few things I'm doing, which I obviously don't have a ton of time to commit to doing like a full on super intense, super in-depth reset because of being really busy with wedding planning and everything. But my first thing is doing a home refresh before decorating for fall and the holidays. I've just really felt unhappy with my environment lately and just like the space in our home. And just feeling really frustrated about it and I think part of it is because there's a lot we want to do with our home and there's like furniture we want to get and we have like a lot of hand-me-downs but then we've also just gotten the cheapest thing possible for certain things and as a result everything just like doesn't really go together or it just doesn't really feel like ours and doesn't really feel like home in some ways just because we've been trying to do the cheapest thing possible with you know furnishing a home and like making it ours while also you know paying for and planning for a wedding and everything and I don't know what it is because I was fine but for a while but I think now that we've lived here for a little while like there's we haven't really hung anything up on the walls yet so it just doesn't really feel like home but I've also just been getting frustrated because of when I need to get content for some brands like for YouTube or Instagram you know you want to have really good lighting you need something bright you don't want dark walls and we painted all of our upstairs besides the hallway and bathrooms before we moved in and i painted it like white because the rest of the walls and everything are like this deeper nude taupe kind of color and that's how it is downstairs so i don't really like filming things downstairs even though the lighting is definitely a little bit better in the living room and also because i just feel like there's always crap everywhere um and then you know we're both my both my fiance and I are bad about it like I, it's not all him and it's not all me but we'll just leave stuff out like I'm really bad about like getting a bag of things together to donate and then I'll just leave it sitting in the living room kind of by the door for like two weeks and it's like no just freaking take it and do something with it um I'm so bad about that and then you know like leaving shoes downstairs instead of taking them upstairs to our closet and everything like little things like that so then I feel like I can't film downstairs because it's always a mess in the background and there's not really a way for me to hide it and then I was like okay well there's not really a blank wall that I can go against either because our guest room that has way better light than our master bedroom it doesn't have any wall space that's blank because it's a pretty small room and the walls are white which is great for you know shooting content and it does get pretty good light but also my office desk is in here and that's just like such an eyesore like I don't think my desk or anything's ugly but like you know seeing the cores and like just seeing that in the background for as an influencer that's just not what you want to see in the background you know what I mean unless I was like a gaming <laughs> influencer but I'm not like if I'm trying to show a cute outfit or, or some makeup or something you don't want to be seeing cords and a desk in it and I've just, I don't know, I've been really working hard to like take my brand deals and everything a lot more seriously and just put a lot more effort into them. And I think because of that, I'm just like not as happy with my environment because I just don't feel like it's this super modern, super bright, white, clean aesthetic looking place. And it's hard because I'm trying to just, you know, accept where I am because I love where I am, but I'm just like get so frustrated. And what I did because I reached a breaking point this week because I was like I need to get this 
freaking content. It's really not even for an ad. It's for something that was gifted, but I'm like wanting to post about it still. And, um, I, I'm pretty, I don't know if it's required to post about it. Probably isn't since it's not an actual ad, but I'm pretty much treating it like it's required for me to post something for it since it was gifted. And they like specifically requested it being like in your home. And I was like, oh, well, um, that's great because everything's a mess and everything just felt cluttered and I don't know. So this morning I went through our guest closet in our second bedroom, like the office closet, and I got rid of so much stuff and we went through like our kitchen and we had so many just like cups from college that we didn't need, some pots and pans that we just like haven't even used um, since we got a caraway set gifted to us like last year and like extra little like kitchen appliances that we don't need that we're just taking up so much space and causing so much clutter and cleaning things out and I've gone through like my closet recently and like I just dumped all the bathroom trash cans and like went through the pantry a little bit went through the fridge and freezer a little bit and really just decluttered as much as I could and then we have this giant beanbag in our office as well that basically made it to where it was impossible for me to film anything in here um because it took up like a quarter of the room basically and it made it to where I couldn't even like walk to where our bookshelf is in the office because it blocked the entire walkway because it's just huge and we like rolled up this old nasty rug that we have downstairs where the other desk used to be and it was literally just sitting there like on the ground with nothing besides my dog's kennel on it and we rolled that up and it like feels so good to get that cleared out and we broke down a bunch of boxes that we needed to break out. I just like got a ton of stuff together to donate and then got some stuff together to like take to Plato's closet eventually, but I moved it to my car instead of sitting in the hallway. And then I got that beanbag moved downstairs and I've like rearranged the office a little bit. And it just feels like a breath of fresh air. I feel like I can breathe again and I'm like, okay, everything's okay. You just need to refresh your space a little bit. Things got a little bit cluttered and chaotic and crazy, but it's all going to be okay. You just needed to tend to your space a little bit. So that's how I reset my home. And I highly encourage you to just do a little, not a spring cleaning. Like you don't need to go into crazy depth or anything. I would love to pay for someone to come deep clean though, as like a way to reset for fall. But I don't know how much that costs. If it costs a hundred bucks or like 150, I would totally split that with my fiance. Um, I think that would be worth it just to do like once this one time just to help us um, out with being so busy right now. But if it's any more than that, I don't think it's probably worth it. Um, so that's another way you can reset going into fall. But that's kind of just what I did. And really it was just about getting rid of things and moving things around to where I can create space for myself that I can create content in and just feel confident and happy in and not feel so cluttered because when my space around me is cluttered, it makes me feel so much more stressed internally. And whether it's like just clutter or things not being in the right spot or just actual messes, I just, my, I can't be at peace when my environment's like that. And I feel like I'm always, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like my brain and everything's always chaotic. So when my space around me is chaotic too, it's like I could make things better for myself by keeping my space not as chaotic and I won't feel as stressed out if I do that. The next way I'm resetting is committing to journaling once a week, which I already talked about in my goal, so I'm not going to really dive into that, but I really just want to try and commit to it once a week, like preferably maybe on Sundays before I go to bed 
or even if it's like Monday mornings before the start of a week, I think it would be good to just sort of do a dump. And there's also just some journal prompts that I've seen like on TikTok and stuff lately that I've been see- uh, seeing. Um, one specific therapist I follow on TikTok, I think his name is F- Flynn Skidmore. That might not be his name. It's it's like Flynn or Flid. I don't know. Flynn or Flid Skidmore. And I think it's Flynn. And he posts like some good journal prompts. So kind of wanting to get into those because a lot of them are like really deep. So I think I should do those, but then also just like write out what I'm grateful for. You know, like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And the next way I'm resetting is identifying pain points in my routine and streamlining what I can. And this is more so of a uh, continuation of a habit that I already have. And what I mean by this is basically what I was thinking of when I put this point down is to continue with meal prepping breakfast and lunch. So typically on Sundays, we will meal prep our lunches for the week, but really it's not for a full week. It's usually like Monday to Thursday um, to like in a meal each day for each of us. And we will typically do that on Sunday afternoons around lunchtime. And then we don't cook on Sunday evenings because I found out really quickly that doing meal prep and cooking dinner on the same day, totally not the vibe. Like don't do it. It will make you crazy because you will realize you spent like half your day in the kitchen and it's just not a good feeling before you're starting a week so that's what we typically do on Sundays and I also started like making little oat bites or date bites to have to just like pop in my mouth or take in the car with me um when I'm going to have 45 in the mornings and I like it because it's I'm eating like real whole food instead of my Belvedas that I usually would eat before workouts and don't get me wrong like the Belvedas are so great for like quick energy and to like get those like quick carbs in and everything before a workout and I still have some and like keep some in the house like just in case when we run out of our date bites and oat bites but I just like the date bites and oat bites because I feel like it's you know I'm getting like real nutrients from those um whereas with the Belvedas it's you know just like a processed like cookie almost basically like breakfast cookie I guess you could say and it just really makes my life a lot easier to have those things done and I feel like I just save myself so much time during the day throughout the week by just taking that, you know, probably three hours total on Sunday to really commit to, you know, cooking. And I say three hours because it's like, you know, you have to consider the amount of time it takes to find a recipe and then to, you know, get the ingredients for it from the store and then make it and then clean it up and to pack it all up into, you know, separate containers. So it's worth it. I hate it on Sundays when it comes time to do it. I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh. But I normally just will like put on a playlist or put on a YouTube video or something and just let it roll and push through it. And I definitely recommend doing it at lunchtime instead of at dinner. Even if you were eating dinner out regardless, if you do it at dinner time, it's just like so stressful trying to that, that being the last part of your day on a Sunday is just like not the vibe. So I definitely recommend doing it at lunchtime if you can. And the other thing I was thinking of when I put that point down was editing a little bit each day throughout the week for YouTube videos instead of consuming like five to six hours of my weekend with editing um because that's what I've I kind of fell into the habit of not editing at all during the week which was very unlike me and doing all of my editing on the weekend and I started going crazy because I was like holy cow I don't even have a full day of the weekend to myself because I'm you know working almost a full eight hour day between finishing up planning the podcast or planning it if I haven't even planned it yet recording it and editing that's a whole work day, even more than eight hours a lot of times. Even if it's not a consecutive eight hours, it's, you know, a whole work day basically on the weekend. And I was like, I really need to be better about just doing a little bit in the morning 
or what I've been trying to do is a little bit before bed or on my lunch break, um, I'll do a little bit. And that's what I was doing before I sort of stopped doing that. So I want to get back into that habit because it just makes my life a lot easier. And it's a pain point in my routine when it's eating up like a whole day of my weekend, basically. And the next way I'm resetting is making a cleanup calendar on my phone or on like a little acrylic board on the fridge. I don't know if I want to do the acrylic board on the fridge because I feel like it's just going to look like visual clutter. And I truly see us maybe using that for like two weeks and then just, you know, forgetting about it. So I don't really want to spend money on one just to know that I'm probably going to forget about it. So I kind of want to set something up in my Google calendar where it's like, okay, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, you're cleaning something each day and just like have the reminder system there. Cause I truly like won't do it until things just get to a point where I can't take it anymore. And I have to like do everything right then. And in order to avoid that, I need to create some sort of little calendar like that, that I could follow. And the next way I'm resetting at number five is planning for one unique activity a week. And Typically, I would make this be something like social and like fun, but that's just like not what I have time for right now. So what I mean by unique activity is just doing something that I don't typically do in my week or switching something that I do in my week, but just switching it up and making it unique for the week. So, you know, maybe it's going somewhere else to go on a walk in the evening instead of walking my dog around my neighborhood, or maybe it's going to a bookstore that week or going to a different grocery store or you know just little things like that or you know trying a new coffee place or trying a new restaurant or something with my fiance or making a new recipe just one unique activity a week because I think that just if you can commit to doing something different every week it'll just really help with that autopilot and that getting through the mundane type of feeling that we tend to fall into and just getting, we fall into like ruts when we get so into a routine. And I get that way. I get, I really get into routines to where it's like a fault and it's a problem because I will get in such a routine that it feels like anytime I'm breaking it and not doing something in my routine, I'm like, oh my gosh, like wait. And, but then I realize how nice it is to do something different. And then I want to, I crave that more. So I definitely want to commit to doing one unique thing a week. And the next way to reset is to clean out your, or what I'm doing, cleaning out my shower, my pantry, and my fridge, and getting a car wash. I got a car wash this morning, which was much needed. Um, very boring, like, thing to talk about, but I just really needed it because it hasn't rained here in so long, like I mentioned, and not that I rely on the rain to wash my car, but I hadn't gotten a car wash in so long, and I had just, like, this thick film all over my car and I kept telling myself you need to go get one but I don't really ever drive by any I used to when we lived downtown there was one across from the HEB that I got curbside at and I would like every other week I would just run through the car wash really quick because it was right across the street so I would see it and think about it whereas now I don't ever really drive by one so I never think about it and I just desperately needed one so bad so I like committed to doing that this weekend and it just felt so good to do that because it was literally to the point where I could like not fully see out of not because it was like dirt but it was just like this clear film almost to where it was like blurry to look out my windows which is just gross and I cleaned out the shower a little bit you know when you just like have products and it's like you maybe have like a little bit left of it or maybe it's empty and you just haven't thrown it away yet go through your shower and clean that stuff out like it's literally visual clutter and it needs to go in the trash 
So doing that and then same thing with pantry and fridge. I did the pantry a little bit this week, but I'm going to like fully commit to the pantry and fridge tomorrow when, um, before I restock our groceries and like put them away, I'm going to commit to cleaning out the pantry and fridge. And the next way I'm resetting is creating a recipe bank so that I'm not wasting time every weekend trying to find out what I want to make for the week with meal prepping lunches and cooking dinners. And I think I'm going to do this with, which I'm probably not even going to get to this until next weekend, but I really want to do this in my notion, I think, because, or on my notes on my phone, either one works. Cause I have notion on my phone too, but I really want to, instead of, cause what I typically do now, it's like, I have a ton of recipes saved on Instagram and I have a ton of recipes saved on TikTok. And I'll typically go to those collections on TikTok or go to my saved folder on Instagram and I will scroll and like try to find the recipe. But there are recipes we've tried from both that we've loved and there's some that we've tried that we don't really care for. So I want to go through those folders, pick the ones that I loved and then link them in my notes app or on Notion and like have them there to pull from so that like I can click on the link for the recipe and then it can like just come up and it's not going to have to go but to the folder, scroll all the way through it and find the specific video again and find the recipe and just like leave, have all the links in one place so that it's like easy to access the recipes and so that it's the recipes that like I know we enjoyed. So I want to do that. And the very last thing is new hair and new nails. Um, I have to do this one because I don't get my hair done very often, but I did just get it done last night and it felt so good. I just got a trim and a gloss and my hair is just like such a rich chocolatey brown right now and I'm loving it, which that's my natural color, but it's just so much more rich and glossy right now because I got a gloss. So I absolutely love it. And I think getting your hair done is a great way to like, you know, refresh for a new season, but I literally get my hair done twice a year. So I don't, I don't go crazy with this one, but it's typically, I feel like in at the start of spring and the start of fall is like when I typically will get my hair done. So that is like the pattern I tend to follow and then nails. Oh my gosh, y'all. I just got my nails done this evening. They're so bad. Um, there have not really been many times where I've truly just like not liked my nails. And I went in wanting a chocolatey brown with chrome and I've never gotten the chrome powder, but the first problem was that they didn't have a true chocolatey brown. The closest thing they had was like, it was a dark deep brown, but it had a little bit of a purpley look to it almost. Like it just had the undertone of it was kind of purple. And I was like, you know what? I think it'll work because we're putting the chrome powder on top. It's probably fine. So I did that. Um, color's fine. And then she tests out the chrome powder on one nail just to show me before she does it on all my nails, right? Which I appreciate. And I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. That looks really good. Love it. Um, tell me why on every other nail besides the one she tested, she just overloaded the chrome powder. Like she put a normal like small amount on the very first nail she did but she was just like packing it on all the other nails. So it literally looks like I stuck my fingers in like alien poop because it's literally this like dark brownish purple color, but it's super like chromey and glittery, like over the top chromey. It's not like a subtle shine chrome situation. Only one of my nails is. And that's the other thing. It's like one nail is way less shimmery than the others. And it's so funny because I always take pictures of my nails when I get them done and post it on my Instagram story. And I'm like, I can't post these. And really they're not like, if this was what I wanted and like asked for, then like, yeah, it would have been perfect. But it just like wasn't what I wanted. And like, I didn't come out with it. And then also two of the nails, because of the way chrome powder is, the nails like barely scratched the little 
um, light drying thing and they have scratches in them already and I literally just got them done. So that's annoying. And then one of my, my index finger has this huge like bump or bubble on it and it like the shape of my nail, it looks like I have a little, I don't know, just like bubble or like cyst or something on my nail. Um, because I guess it's like excess powder, um, from the chrome. Cause it wasn't on there when she was doing the nails. I think she just got too much chrome in one spot and didn't like flatten it out or something in time before it dried. So there's this huge bubble bump and I'm just like so upset that I paid money for this. Cause I'm like, these just do not look good. And I'm already looking forward to getting them off. I'm only going to keep them on for like three weeks. I normally try and like let my dip last as long as possible, which can go as long as like four and a half weeks. But these are coming off probably like right at three weeks because um, I just can't do this. They're just really rough. I don't know though. I have a wedding on the 15th of September and I kind of don't want to go to the wedding with these nails. <laughs> so maybe I'll get them done before then, which that'll be right at three weeks. So if I can manage to get them done, like, oh gosh, I might have to get them done in two weeks, but I hate that because that's like paying for them you know, more than you want to, I guess, but whatever it is, what it is, it happens. Um, I just don't think I can go to a wedding with these nails because they're just, they, I don't know. I could just see somebody like looking at them and be like, you asked for that. And I'd be like, no, but nobody's actually going to ask me that. So I can't, you know, stand up for myself. You know what I mean? But anyways, that's everything I have for this episode. I just really wanted to chat with y'all and like talk about how I'm resetting and just share the ways or the habits I want to continue and talk about my current ins and outs. I thought it would be like fun for this week and just something different to do. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Be sure to follow in bloom podcast on Instagram and leave a rating because it definitely helps us show out a lot. And also if you want more content from me, I upload once a week on YouTube as well and follow me on my personal Instagram. It's always in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you all next week.